Before you listen to the intro of this episode, I want to give all listeners a trigger warning. In this episode, I do talk about my suicidal ideation and suicidal thoughts I had after my divorce. I want to let you know right now so that you understand that this is coming up in this episode. If anybody out there is feeling suicidal, is having suicidal thoughts, is in that dark place, please reach out for help. There are hotlines all across Canada, all across United States. All you need to do is Google Uh, suicidal support and your city and things will come up supports will come up some of them you can even text and if this is something that you feel like you cannot listen to if it's triggering to you please do not listen to this episode this is a trigger warning because I want to make it very clear before you even listen and I just talk about it for a little part of this episode but it is in there so just a warning for anybody out there that's listening Hey babes, welcome to another episode of Heal and Thrive After Heartbreak, hosted by yours truly, Alexander Eva May. On this show, we get real about healing after heartbreak and thriving on the other side. Time for another episode of your favorite podcast. Is it? I hope so. (laughs) My fingers are crossed. I'm hoping it's your favorite podcast, but time for another episode of the show. Before I get into it, if you like this show, please uh, rate the show, uh, review it in iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen. Subscribe to the show so you always are notified when a new episode comes up. And let your friends know if you got someone over there that's going through a heartbreak just like you. Let them know to listen. Share it on social media. Um, you can find me on Instagram at the Alexander Eva May, but you can also find the show itself at uh, I think it's Heal and Thrive After Heartbreak. I think that's the handle. I don't know. Just type in Heal and Thrive After Heartbreak podcast. It should pop up. It's got an icon on the show. You can follow us there and you can share the profile, share um, the episode or just like take a screenshot of the show and share it in your social media. I really appreciate any kind of sharing you do because then it reaches new listeners and the more listeners that it reaches, the uh, more people that will find it that need it to help them heal after heartbreak because this shit is tough. It can be so hard to heal after a breakup or heal after a divorce. I know because it took me fucking years to heal. Sorry to swear, but like it took me years, I think close to four or five years of healing. It was crazy. I had been through breakups before, but that just like that was horrible, my divorce. And even if you haven't been through a divorce, some of you um, maybe have had a really long relationship. You know, some people have relationships of like five, 10 years and then they break up. Can you like that's awful. That's horrible. It's really hard. Or maybe it was just a really significant relationship. Um, maybe you thought it was like the love of your life and it, it all fell apart and now you're just like kind of lost. And so there's tons of people out there just like you, just like I was. And this show, that's what it's here for. It's to reach those people to help them heal. So please share, uh, then other people will find it. Today, I'm going to be talking about something that I actually don't hear a lot of uh, breakup coaches talk about or heartbreak coaches or divorce coaches. And when I was going through my own uh, divorce, this hit me so hard. And so it's kind of surprising that actually it's not talked about more because I believe it really impacts a lot of people after their marriage ends or after a relationship ends. And I'm surprised it's not talked about more. So today I am going to be talking about shame. I'm going to talk about my experience with shame after my marriage ended. And I'm going to talk about how you can deal with shame, my tips for dealing with it, coping with it, uh, moving past it and healing from it. Because I think that might actually be one of the first steps when you're moving past heartbreak is actually moving past the shame you feel. Because as long as shame is taking over your mind, it's not going to allow you to heal. 
because you're going to be in that place of shame. And shame is a really hard place to exist in, in any kind of situation in life, whether it's shame about a breakup, shame about uh, a past experience, shame about a job, shame about whatever it might be. Shame can really keep us from moving forward. So it's so important if you are in a place of shame, whether you publicly admit it or it's just a private um, torture session of shame, that's what I would like to call it. It's because it's it feels like torture when you're sitting in that place. So whether you're dealing with it publicly and you've let your friends know or you're just dealing with it privately and you're like every day feeling shame about your breakup, it can be a, just a horrible place to live in because it kind of never leaves your head. It also is just, it is a soul eating emotion. It just eats at your soul. Shame is just one of the worst feelings that you can have. And I I want you to remember it is a feeling. It is not a truth. Sometimes our feelings can be so dark and so hard hitting that they can feel like truths, like they are fact. But I want you to know first and foremost that if you're feeling shame, it is a feeling. It is not a fact. It is not a reality it is not a truth. Yes, it's true. You feel it. But I don't want you to think that this is a fact that you're a shameful person or that shame is a fact in your life. It is a feeling. And knowing that is kind of the first step to knowing that you can move past it because we can move past every single feeling, whether that's happiness, sadness, anger, guilt, shame. You can move past these things. You can move through them. So if you're out there sitting in your shame house, (laughs) I want you to know that you are not sitting there alone. I am here to loudly and proudly admit that I have felt deep shame in regards to some of my life experiences. Uh, I felt extreme shame in regards to my experience with verbal abuse with my ex-husband. And I actually felt this shame for actually years after my divorce ended. Uh, I even still was making excuses for him up to like frick, the fall, I think, on a podcast episode. I was making excuses for what he did to me because I still feel, felt a little bit of shame about the experience. Uh, so I have felt a lot of shame and not just about that, but about other things like I've been there. So I'm sitting in that shame house with you. And when my marriage dissolved, when it all fell apart, when we ended, shame really reared its ugly face. So in case you aren't familiar with me, you don't follow me on social media or know about my story, my marriage ended when I was 30. So it was at a time when all my friends and um, people in my life, people that I followed on social media, coworkers, all of the people, they were forming families, they were getting married, they were having babies, and I was over there waving my hands about blowing up my life. And I felt so much shame about it that I uh, that I was making this decision to end my marriage. God, I felt so much shame because I had this idea in my head that I should be doing what you know, other people are doing. I had this idea that at 30, and it's it's the typical narrative that's put out there in our world at the age of 30 is like when you should be settling down and getting married and having babies, especially for women. God, we're fed this all the time, right? So I had this idea that this is what I was supposed to do. And I did it. I did get married. And so to be 30 and like freaking going through a divorce, God, like it was not good. And and I mean, now I can look back on it and say thank you for that experience because it really led me down a different path, a beautiful path. But at the time, I felt so much shame. First of all, I felt really embarrassed about it and that caused shame. 
now looking back, I shouldn't have felt embarrassed at all, but I did at the time. I felt like I was disappointing my family. I felt like I was disappointing my friends. I felt like I had failed on this really fundamental level of being a woman. I know that sounds crazy, but we're fed this narrative, at least, I, you know, at the time I'm 35 now. So I don't know if you're my age listening or older or younger, but growing up, like I was fed that idea that women, we, we go off, we, you know, you have a career, but you get married. You find a nice man, you get married, you have children. That's part of your story. And my mother, I would argue, is a feminist. Like she was a matriarch. She showed me how to be a strong woman, but she was also traditional. You know, she had three kids and I was one of them. <laughs> and she, you know, she's a traditional woman. And so I saw this growing up and I thought this, this is part of the journey. And also in my extended family, there's not a lot of people that uh, have experienced divorce. Um, I come from a Catholic background, so there's not a lot of that. So God, I felt like I was, le- yeah, letting down my family. I felt so embarrassed. And yeah, so lots and lots of shame. And even if you're not going through a divorce, a a big breakup can lead to a ton of shame too. You can feel the need to kind of hide the reality of what happened, especially if you if the relationship ended because it got toxic. Even if it wasn't your fault, even if it was your ex-boyfriend's fault or your ex-husband's fault for that toxicity, whether it be just a toxic dynamic or abuse or narcissism or any of that, even if it's him, even if it was he who did all the bad things and, and was awful to you, you can feel that's so common for victims of that type of thing to feel shame about it, even though you didn't do anything wrong because there's it's very complicated and he could have put ideas in your head. So you could be feeling a ton of shame about what actually was going on in the relationship or the marriage. You could also feel shame if you were part of that dynamic to admit that that's why it fell apart. It can be really difficult to admit that to people and you can feel a lot of shame and you can just feel shame in general. Let's say it was a really healthy relationship, but it was very significant or it was a long time, maybe four years, five years, 10 years, whatever it might be, two years. I don't know, just a long time and you guys had a shared life together, friends together, experiences. When that all falls apart, you can feel a lot of shame that it didn't work out. it's so easy to feel shame after a breakup or shame after the end of a marriage. And that's why I said at the beginning of this episode, I'm so surprised people don't talk about it anymore. So just letting you know in that shame house that you might be living in, I'm there. If you know, I'm knocking on the door, I'm saying, let me in and maybe you'll let me in. (laughs) Maybe you have let me in with this episode. I'm in your home with you. We're going through this together. Don't you worry. I got your back. I was there and I get it. So I hope at this point, you know, it is okay to admit that you're feeling shame is more than okay. I welcome that. Please say it out loud right now. Take a moment. Say, I feel shame and it's okay. Uh, And you might not be able to admit that to your friends, but you can admit it out loud and I'll I'm, I'm hearing it. I'm picking up your vibes. I want you to know, though, uh, shame is one of those emotions that is hard to kick, mainly because a lot of times shame isn't feeling necessarily bad about something you have done. Sometimes it can be a destructive feeling about who you are as a person. We can go down these very interesting dark paths in our mind. It could have started like, I feel shame about the breakup, but you can easily go down this path of, I feel shame about who I am because I am 30 and I'm going through a divorce or I'm 40 going through a divorce or I'm 50 going through a divorce and I've let down my family and I've let down my kids or or I'm 25 going through this breakup and I feel so much shame about who I am because I'm supposed to be this other way. I'm supposed to be in a relationship. I'm supposed to be... So it can go down a really dark path about not just feeling shame about the actual incident, but about yourself. 
But I want you to know that no matter what experience you live through, whether it's a breakup, whether it's divorce or whatever it might be, these experiences were all meant to come your way. So please don't feel shame about yourself because of an experience. Because even though you might be in such a painful place, I want you to know that there's a bigger picture and it's going to reveal itself in your future. And so this thing that you're feeling so much shame about was meant to happen. So I know it's hard to say it, but be proud because it was meant to happen. And you are currently living your journey. And this is just one of those really hard, big, forks in the road in your big life journey. But even so, you still feel shame. So I want you to know there are ways to accept your shame, overcome it, and move forward with peace, love, and self-acceptance. There were some powerful things I did uh, when I was in that shame hole (laughs) um, that helped me. So I'm going to talk about the best strategies that helped me to overcome all the shame I felt. Yeah, is this shit even on? Congratulations, you lucky little bitch. You have made your way over to a little podcast that I like to call Miss Perfectly Fine. I am your owner, host, sexy voice enthusiast, and eligible bachelorette, Sophia. And this podcast is centered around mental health, advice on life and relationships, how to be your happiest when you're single, stories about my insane life, and overall shit that I think you motherfuckers need to hear. My podcasts go live on Fridays at 5 a.m. So you can listen to my sexy voice when you're on your way to work, walking down the street, laying in your bed, or sitting in the middle of a Chipotle waiting for your burrito to be made. Because I love you so much, here's a sneak peek of what goes on during my episodes of Miss Perfectly Fine. People say that things on the internet last forever. I hope to God that my FBI agent right now is like, Oh, shit, girl, that's embarrassing. I'm gonna delete that for you. Hey, let's run it up. Here we go, people. Okay, Susie tight pants. First of all, why is there a Christmas? Oh, I'm gonna order my Chick-fil-A right now, actually. And You know, it'll it'll give you a little satisfaction looking at my failure. Somebody's gonna come for me for that. Yeah, this guy said we love you as well. Thank you. How to deal with the loss of a love. I did get Chick-fil-A tonight because I haven't had it since Monday, and that's really sad. How important it is to give yourself self-love. I used to be a Wattpad author. Everybody has their own struggles in life. The minute that you realize that you don't have to care about anything is probably gonna be the best moment of your life. At the top of my Christmas list is your mom. Like literally, fuck you. This is Miss Perfectly Fine. The first thing I did was I opened up to trusted friends and family. So I'm gonna suggest you do that as well. By no means do I mean that you need to tell all of your friends and all of your family about your shame feelings and the reasons for it. Just find even just one person to steal from Grey's Anatomy. Find your person to open up about your feelings of shame. Like Meredith and Christina did, right? They, the Meredith, especially, she really showed Christina the dark and twisty parts of herself. If you've watched the show, that's a quote from the show. And Christina accepted it and welcomed it, did not make her feel bad about it, was like her person. And Christina did that to her as well. Remember her uh, marriage and, or she walked away from her marriage or Burke did. I don't know. One of them did. Her marriage fell apart on the day of her wedding. And she broke down to Christina and she was there to support her and be there for her. They found their person and they turned to each other. And so I'm going to suggest the same to you. Find your person. Find that person that you know you can talk to about how you're feeling about all this shame. And it might not be your best friend. It might be, but it might be someone different. Maybe there's someone 
else in your life that you think might actually be more understanding and give you the support that you need. Because sometimes our best friends, they're wonderful and funny, but maybe they're not the right person for this. So really think about who you'd like to um, allow on this shame journey with you and to support you during this time. And so when I opened up, it helped me tremendously. It took away the veil of secrecy. And this was actually one of the first steps to overcoming the shame I felt. Because the more shame that you feel in isolation, the bigger it will grow. So you got to get it out of isolation. You got to open up to someone. Maybe opening up to someone in your life feels way too overwhelming right now. So here's another tip that you can do. Number two is connect with others who have lived a similar experience. What I mean about this is find your community online. So for me, Instagram was huge. Uh, around Christmas time after my split, I started a second Instagram account. Uh, if you follow me, it's at the Alexander Eva May, but at the time it was titled something totally different and it was about my divorce and it became this journal for me where I could post exactly what I was feeling. Originally, I didn't actually expect to connect with anybody. It was more kind of an online journal. I'm not sure if I've talked about it on the podcast yet, but I just would post like angry and sad memes. And um, at the time, I didn't realize that I was actually going to be connecting with people. It was just kind of what I did. But I ended up actually connecting. I've connected with thousands of people since then. And when it initially started, they were very specific, like people that were living through a divorce at around the age of 30 without kids. It was the same people as myself. And it was incredibly therapeutic because I didn't feel so alone. At that time, I didn't feel comfortable enough to reveal my shame to people in my life. So I revealed my shame to these people and they were more than understanding and they really welcomed it. And we talked through things and, and cried and laughed together. And it was really, really healing. And it helped me so much feel not so alone. It helped me accept my shame. And it actually helped me overcome it because I realized that there are others out there just like me. And there was no reason to feel shame about something that so many people live through, so many people are going through, and so many people have gotten through. So whether you're going through a divorce or a breakup, maybe it's your time to create that Instagram account and connect with others. Or, you know, maybe you don't want to do that. So join a talk therapy group. Um, or join a, a community, maybe on Facebook. Maybe you start a blog and you start vlogging about things and connecting with others that way. Just the point is find an avenue where you can connect with others who are living through a similar experience as yourself or have lived through it. And it's really going to make you feel like you're not alone and it's going to help with the shame. It will help dim the shame you're feeling. My third tip, if you're suffering through this, is really acknowledge the shame you're feeling. When I was going through it, I didn't ever really acknowledge it. I was feeling it. I was feeling so much shame, but I didn't say it out loud. I didn't acknowledge it. And this is really important. I had to acknowledge it. I had to acknowledge the negative emotions I was feeling. I had to acknowledge the negative thoughts that I was thinking. And at the time, I want you to know some of those thoughts turned really dark. I was going through depression. I started thinking suicidal thoughts and a lot of it was actually connected to this shame I was feeling. And the only way I overcame my suicidal thoughts was literally overcoming shame. Because at that point, my shame, it, it had spiraled from this place of feeling shame about a divorce to shame about who I was as a person. Like I mentioned earlier in the episode, I start, I just felt like such a failure, like I'm this horrible person that I'm disappointing everyone. It really morphed into that. And that morphed into these really dark thoughts, like I should just be gone. I'm disappointing my family. They, you know, I'm a burden to people. If there is anybody listening 
that is having suicidal thoughts, please open up to someone. I'm going to say that right now. Um, And I want you to know you're not alone. And I'm just talking about my experience. Your thoughts might be coming from a different place. But for me, it was very connected to shame. And some people that have been through it, they can also acknowledge that these thoughts, sometimes, you know, we want to escape our pain or we get to a place, like I mentioned, that we feel like we're a burden to others. And for me, I could, I really identify that it was coming from my shame. So for me, it was so important that I acknowledge this shame to like move past it. Because if you over, if you run from your pain, if you run from this shame, you will never overcome it. So only when I accepted what I was going through, was I able to actually start working through it. My next suggestion is therapy. Therapy helped me tremendously and it still does. It's an unbiased person that you can talk to and reveal everything to. And every time I've left therapy, I have felt better. It's been a tremendous tool on my path to self-acceptance. And my therapist really helped me accept my shame and not feel bad about it. My therapist really helped me move through that. So if you're not in therapy yet, please get a therapist. (laughs) Therapy is for everybody. It's just a great time to talk about what you're going through. And it can really actually help you feel okay about it. It can help you feel like that's the first step of shame is just accepting it, that it's okay. And a therapist can really help you get there. So book your therapy appointment if you're not in it quite yet. Another thing I had to do to move past shame and what I suggest for you guys is to forgive yourself. I had to forgive myself. This though was really hard for me and I wasn't fully there for a really, really long time. I had all these feelings of shame about um, my marriage ending. I had to forgive myself for that. I had to be okay with it. I had to say, you know what? It's okay. You know, it's hard. It, it was shitty. It was a really awful thing to go through, but I had to re- I had to forgive myself for it. I was really vilifying myself. I was making myself the enemy in my story. I was the bad guy, even though I really wasn't. But I, I just, I, it took so long to get there. I had to forgive myself. And if, if you're listening and your relationship ended because something, something bad you did, um, whether that be interactions with your ex or you cheated, it happened. You can't rewind. You can't take back what has happened. You can't go back in your past. You can only move forward, accept and move forward. So you really have to forgive yourself for whatever it is that you're crucifying yourself for. And if you cheated on your ex, you know, that's not good, it, but it's part of your story. It's part of your past. It probably happened for a reason. And you have to forgive yourself for that. And for me, a long time, I had this narrative in my head, I can't forgive. What really helped me forgive myself was changing that inner dialogue from I can't forgive to I won't forgive. I changed it to I won't forgive myself. It wasn't that I couldn't forgive myself. I felt like for a long time I couldn't forgive. It wasn't that I couldn't forgive. It it was that I wouldn't forgive myself. And when I finally got to that place of saying, I won't forgive myself. It started making me think, why not? Why can't I forgive myself? Why not? People that have done horrible things in the world are forgiven. Why can't I forgive myself for this thing? Yeah, I can still feel kind of bad about it, but I can forgive myself for what's happened and I can move forward and that's okay. So be easy on yourself and forgive yourself for whatever you're persecuting yourself for. Another suggestion I'm going to give you is to be actively hopeful. So during my dark days, I had lost all hope that I would one day become my authentic self and be happy again. I always had hope in the past, 
before my marriage. And I really wanted that again. And it wasn't coming organically after my split. So because it wasn't coming organically, I decided to force myself to be actively hopeful for my future. I found journaling really helpful with this. I would write down what I was hopeful for. And it really helped writing it even when I was in a place of no hope because I felt so, you know, so much shame. I felt so dark. I felt like this is the end. You know, I couldn't see past the darkness. So I would write these statements of hope. You know, I am hopeful um, for the future. I'm hopeful that I will travel. I'm hopeful that I will, you know, create a family one day. I'm hopeful I will find love again. I would write these statements and it was like rewiring my brain. Until your brain actually gets there, you can say these statements out loud. You can write them down. And you, and by doing that, you can start to rewire your thoughts, change your thoughts. So be hopeful. Write down what you are hopeful for in the future. Write down what this breakup has actually opened up for you for your future. So definitely hang on to hope right now. In that same kind of vein, my next tip is to look at the bigger picture. There are so many times during a breakup or during a divorce that you can get lost looking at your experience in a very short-sighted way. A lot of times when we go through this, we just think about the pain that's happening in the moment or think about how, oh my gosh, like how am I going to get through this next month or this next year? And that happened for me. I, I would get stuck in that small picture thinking but it's really important to think about the big picture. So think about you have so many years ahead of you in your life and you shouldn't waste any more days of this big, beautiful life of yours feeling shame for a failed relationship. Don't waste that time. Look at the big picture. You need to get yourself in a place of happiness and joy for your future. And the only way you're going to get there is by moving past shame and looking at the bigger picture and imagining yourself in five years, 10 years, where do you want to be and start living your life like that person. And instead of feeling shame for this failed relationship or failed marriage, start feeling pride and happiness because this experience, this horrible experience is going to shape the person that you are and shape the person that you're becoming. So be thankful. Look at the bigger picture. It's okay that this happened, even if it feels really horrible and like you'll never move past it. It's actually the probably one of the most important experiences to happen on your journey to push you to whoever you're becoming or to push you into whatever experience you're meant to have. There are so many people out there that after a breakup or after a divorce go on to find an even better love. Like they find the love of their life. They go on to have children with someone else or by themselves. They go on to completely different careers. They move cities. They um, move apartments. They meet new people. Maybe they make a, a best friend. That's a lifelong best friend. There's so many people that have all these, this whole other story after the end of a relationship. For me, my my divorce led me to creating a blog where I connected with thousands of people around the world. It led me to finding love again, having a baby, having a the beautiful baby son. He's like the he is the love of my life. I am so thankful for my divorce because it led me to my son who God I would like step in front of a train for I thought I loved before with my ex 
like ex-husband or whatever. But now I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I would throw my ex-husband and my current partner in in front of a bus to save my son. Like, and I'm not saying you need to have children to feel love. The please don't get it twisted. I am fully for women picking whatever journey they want. But for me, it's just like I felt like a new level of love. And so I'm so thankful for my divorce. And I wrote a book, guys. I wrote a book. I'm like, I became a best-selling author. When I was going through my divorce, I did not expect any of this to happen. But bigger picture, all this stuff happened. And so for you, just think about the amazing things that could be ahead of you. My last tip is to accept your story. So for me, I fell in love. I got married. It didn't last very long. We didn't have children. It ended. And that's my story. It's not very conventional. And it's not typical of most people at 30 years old, but it's my story. And that is not just okay, more than okay. And not just more than okay, it's beautiful. It's this unique journey that I had. And you have just as a unique journey. Your journey is just as unique. My experience shaped who I became. And your experience, your breakup, the end of your marriage is going to shape who you are moving forward. And it's going to shape who you allow in your life. It's going to shape what you do with your time. And it's going to shape who you become. My divorce made me stronger than I ever imagined. It made me appreciative of all the wonderful things in my life. And it was exactly the experience, the really hard experience that needed to happen in my life to push me to who I am becoming because we're always becoming. Even when you become something, a new layer reveals itself. So that experience pushed me to who I am becoming and what I was going to do with my life. And now, not just accepting it, I am so thankful for it. So it's time for you to accept what's happened and be thankful for it because it's all going to be okay. Even if you're still feeling shame after this episode, that's okay. But I want you now to take the rest of today and instead of feeling shame, every time you find your mind, you know, going to that place of shame, I want you instead to say something positive to yourself. Give yourself a compliment or say a statement of gratitude for your breakup because I'm thankful for my breakup because now I get to spend a lot of time with myself and I can't wait to fall in love with myself. I'm thankful for my divorce because now I have a lot of time where I can go and I can get healthy, whether that's nutrition or fitness. I'm thankful for my breakup because now I have all this time to explore passions to start a side hustle, to date again. Maybe that's something that you're kind of excited about, to make new friendships, to travel, to have new experiences. Start saying those statements of gratitude and it could totally change how you look at this whole thing. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the show. I love that you're here with us. If it wasn't mentioned in the episode, you can connect with me on Instagram at the Alexander Eva May. It is linked below in the show notes. Um, grab my book if I haven't mentioned it in the episode. <laughs> I probably did, but you can grab my book, Her Awakening. It's on Amazon. It's a bestseller. So go get it and tune in every other Tuesday. We have a new episode and thank you for being here. Go have a beautiful week and catch you next time.